Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the SaaS Marketing Makeover. Uh, very excited today. I'm being joined by the one and only Frederick Herman. Welcome to the show, Frederick. Hey there. Thank you for having me. Of course, man. So we got the VP of Marketing at Saleshood. Um, are you ready to put your CMO hat on? Let's let's see what the wheel reveals. <laughs> well, yeah, what the wheel reveals. I like that. He's got his own. He's taking over my job, guys. Watch out. Um, this is uh, perfect. Now, do you have anybody you hope it's going to be? Um, I mean, hopefully a company that we are somewhat familiar with. Um, yeah, too. <laughs> oh, we have some background. I don't know. Yeah, I love it. All right. Well, let's dive right in. Uh, let's spin that wheel, Daniel. Oh, I do know these people. Ish. I don't know. Hop in. It's going to probably be hopping then. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. It's hopping and Frederick doesn't know hopping. This is perfect. We're going to really test your skills. Okay. So I know the other one. uh, I know, right? I think I knew the other ones too. I, I know hopping because I've seen it before and I've actually used it, but Uh it's this weird space. So can you see my screen? Yeah. Okay. So hop in. Essentially, I found out about because I was speaking at all these conferences, you know, before the world kind of flipped upside down. And a lot of them moved to Hopin because it's this like virtual event, which is more than just a screen share. Mm-hmm. So right off the bat, I think they do a pretty good job of like communicating what they do. And I actually really like this interactive like product shot. What do you think about this product shot? Um, I mean, uh, I, I was taking some notes before as well, and uh, we implemented some animations in that same exact spot at BirdEye as well. I think it makes a huge difference to to yeah see some of the product in action and yeah. what to expect um, later on when you when you actually like yeah instead of some I don't know some very abstract uh, picture of people or whatever. No, I like that. And I think one of the things that maybe are a little interesting here is like, I, I think it's really like, so host your most interactive online event yet. Hopin is a virtual venue with multiple interactive areas that are optimized for connecting and engaging. Can, attendees can move in and out of rooms. So it's like an in-person event, uh, high show up rates, low drop off rates and happy attendees. I think usually when I do this type of copy, I kind of want to like, do you see how they keep changing it like this? I think it's cool that you see the product, but I think I might want it more focused on like to speak. So it's a unified, does that make sense? So it's like a unified value prop. And then yeah, yeah. I would shorten the copy a little bit as well. It feels text heavy, um, like a little, little punchier in, in regards to. Yeah. I usually, what I, I have like a three line limit, I guess, to a certain extent before I do a page break. So something more, I guess I didn't quite get there, but like something. Let's see if I can do it like this. Something that looks more like that copy-wise, if that makes sense. Exactly. Much, much easier to digest. Um, And then I usually try to just do three bullets. Once again, like, see how that's a little bit more accessible? Much more. And even the headline could be, be, uh, uh, like, if it's one line or maximum two, that that would look better, too. Yeah. And so we can do something like this, right? The platform optimized for connecting which is really what they're trying to say they just kind of accidentally add a lot of fluff and then you can say like that right and i mean at this point maybe being actually (laughs) 
uh, I'm paddling back. Um, the animations, uh, it, it feels a bit much. Uh, that's what I was trying to say. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Like, I want to focus. Like, give me like the best screenshot for connecting, if that makes sense, right? Like, exactly. and like focus it a little bit more to that experience. Yeah. Um, well, then have one loop and and take a break and then loop it again in ten seconds or so, so it's not. Like now I'm trying to read the text, but the thing keeps moving and moving and moving. Yeah, I don't know where it went. Have I seen this one before? You're like, is that the same as this one? I feel like I've seen her. Oh yeah, she's here again. You know yeah. what I mean? It's kind of this like, yeah. And then build your next event in just minutes. Mm -hmm. I don't really understand what they're trying to communicate to me. So it's create events. It's like we do virtual events, right? And then in fact, they're not only virtual, they're interactive. But is it virtual events in regards to um, like meetings, webinars, or conferences? So I'm not 100% certain or sure um, if, if it's a conference platform or is it a meeting platform? Yeah, I think it's a conference platform and they're trying to treat without tying it to conference. So they're saying event, mm -hmm. I think it's ubiquitous. I don't know if I struggle with that, but I get what you're saying. I guess I know it. You're right, though. You, do you know if this is a Zoom competitor or is this a, or is this a conference software competitor? Exactly. Yeah, I think that's a good point. Um, then they have this ease of use, so I think it's just what I'm trying to say is like I think it's weird. It's like interactive, connect, ease of use. I'm not sure mm -hmm. if they totally mapped out their true value props, if that makes sense, because like I feel like uptime and consistency and like a lot of the, the horrors is like when, like, cause I did this by the way, I was like 20 minutes into a speaking session and mm -hmm. half the people could hear me and half couldn't like that. Like I'm pretty close with conference organizers. So I talk a lot. Yeah. I think they're very risk averse. Like they want to make sure they don't end up with like egg on their face. So it kind of makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Is, is that somewhere else on the, on the site? I don't know. That's what I'm trying to say. Like, I'm just trying to understand, like, I, I think Hopin is a cool product. I just wonder if these are the value props. Like, is the number one reason why someone's using Hopin because they're trying to virtually connect people or that they just want the best, most consistent software for events? Well, that's kind of like a product marketing uh, task to to interview customers and find out what what are the main reasons why people choose hop in over other solutions, and then focus and hone in on on those kind of messages that our that your customers are relating to you. And uh, I mean, you you had another session where it's all about yeah use use the words that your customers are yeah. are using to describe you as well. And uh, there you will also see the, the key value propositions that, that your customers are, are focused on. And maybe, maybe it is uh, consistency and uptime. And, uh, and we have all these great customers that trust us. And we have hosted all these, I don't know, thousands of events very successfully. And I don't know if you saw it in the news, <clears throat> but the big Glastonbury Festival in the UK uh, had a major outage and people paid like 30 bucks for their virtual tickets. And it, for most of them, it didn't work for hours. And, uh, and so, yeah, I hear you. I think it's a, it's a big yeah, value proposition. Yeah. Like for me, I think a lot of it is like, how does this drive sponsorships? Right. Cause I think selling sponsorships for a virtual event is tough. So like mm -hmm. my point is like, I don't think they're speaking to their use case. I think they're speaking to like their, 
their own vision for their product. Like I think they're trying to build Hopin to be the most interactive online event software in the world. I think that's what mm -hmm. they're trying to do. I don't know if that's what their customers trying to do is my point. And I think we can sometimes get caught up in product marketing and in software where it's just like me, 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 instead of a you, you, you. And mm -hmm. it, to me, it just seems very me, me, me. Um, like they don't really understand the conference organizer because to me, the conference organizer is worried that a lot of their speakers are over 40 years old and are going to struggle maybe with software. And they have to do a lot of speaking onboarding sessions mm -hmm. so because it's not like there's an AV person, right? So like, what's like, how do you do with poor Wi-Fi connections if the speaker isn't hardwired, even though we tell them to be hardwired, like how do you do with non-hardwired speakers? Like, yeah. I think there's a, like a lot here because I'm behind the scenes, so I'm pretty close to a conference organizer, if that makes sense. And I don't see him speaking to that like they could, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Now, let's check so, out their features. Yeah. yeah, let's look at the top top menu. Sometimes it gets really, really cluttered. Um, I like the overview building integrations is, is also something that I, I noted earlier. Um, yeah. Very important. Maybe you can click on that. Um, yeah. If I choose a solution, I want to make sure that it works with uh, with my current uh, tech stack. Yeah. <clears throat> so if I'm using, like we do, uh, Salesforce, HubSpot, and and some other solutions, yeah, show me that that you that you integrate with them. That's pretty cool. So they do a good job there. Mm -hmm. Marketo, which is important. It doesn't look like a lot yet, um, but but it no. seems like they're covering the the biggest ones. Mm. Especially because I'm thinking, like, what do you need to integrate for an event, you know? And I think these are obviously mm -hmm. the biggest ones, like Cvent, HubSpot, Salesforce, Twitter, Marketo, yeah, LinkedIn. Do they have LinkedIn? LinkedIn would probably be a good one, I'm guessing. It seems a little low on the social side. I'm a huge fan of Typeform. I think it's an amazing company. Yeah, I actually did one with Typeform. I did not of them actually. They're really okay. cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so then we have solutions, which I think was your thing earlier, right? Conferences and summits. Expos and trade shows, recruiting okay. and career fairs. I think they do a good job here. I would probably um I put I would put that on the home page. Uh, um, a thousand percent. And I would call this use cases because I think that's a little bit more clear. Like a whole full page uh width section that, that talks about use hop in for X. Oh, they have that by the way. They just didn't market it very well, but they do have that checked out. Yeah. I don't think you connected those dots. I know. I, no. that's I'm like, yeah, there yeah. was just like stuff scrolling. Like it, <laughs> it could have been, I don't know, blog posts or uh, I don't know, something else. It the was, dangers of interactive design is our minds just go, eh. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like once it starts moving, we're like, eh. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And then let's see about. It's weird when they put a, like, don't most people put a bout on the far left? Am I crazy? Um. I mean, usually I, I go there to to find out about product. So I'm okay with the about section. I mean, sometimes I would even put it further to the right as, as kind of like the last item. Um, okay. If you want to hear more about the company and the founders, that's kind of like, yeah. Background. Why hop in? I think it's mm -hmm. kind of cool. The benefits of hosting. Yeah. yeah. Ready in minutes. See, like, I don't know if anybody... How do you feel about the switch between black and white? That seems obviously extremely contrast rich. 
Yeah, I think it's probably just they haven't fully developed their brain guide because they're still using all these solids, if that makes sense. Like, they could maybe add a little texture. Like, if you look at mine, like, I do a lot of white to black, but mm-hmm. see how I add the textures and, like, the nuance to it? Yeah. Um, see how, like, even this black has a little bit of nuance to it? Yes. I think we might be missing that, so it comes off a little less maybe than it could. Yeah. Um, want to learn more, contact us, watch demo, clear CTA, typical SaaS uh, CTA to, to request demo or watch a demo. But they have different ones. Let's talk about this. Look at this. So we're on Y. So check out. We all watch a demo, contact sales. Then we go mm-hmm. homepage. We request a demo and sign up free. Mm-hmm. So when you have all these things, what have you found? Is it difficult? Okay, so I like this. This is really simple, single, like click through social and then I've got request demo. Like, what have you found? Do you know what I'm saying with like this, the, those two paths? With with the two CTAs? Yeah, exactly. Because they're both sales action CTAs, mm-hmm. in my opinion. So there's not like, it's like, there's no way for me to engage with Hopin, I feel like, unless I'm ready. Like, what do you feel about that? Like, what, That's what I kind of say. Like, Could someone engage with your brand even if they weren't ready for a sales action? Um, I, I would love to see that. Um, I mean, we're, there's a lot of talk about the kind of like product-led growth and yeah. uh, what, what, would, what would it look like if you could take me a little bit more on a product tour? I mean, that's what I would love to see to kind of like... Um, in experience and maybe it's not just a demo maybe it's an actual page and uh, it takes me on to a tour like to better understand what to expect from from hop in um what yeah, yeah what are the different features what, what they could do that on. right they could take that exact same thing they have right here but mm-hmm. this white plain background they could replace it with a product screenshot and i bet you they'd throw the click through it through the roof you yeah. see what i'm saying mm-hmm and the uh, the demo form looked daunting. Looked very daunting. Yeah. yeah. So um, too much. Uh, we we all know that like I don't know company name and title you can so easily enrich from a clear bit zoom info, uh, seamless whatever. Um, that's that's not really something that you should be asking anymore. I'm on the same page as you, brother. Like you, did. yeah. I, I and I I just I get a lot of these and I've been there. You know, I think for me, it's more like this is an explicit for your own routing type question. So any questions that are truly just for us, I usually try to figure out how I can remove. If that Especially makes sense. Your, your your region. Yeah. I mean, you, you should be able to create a workflow either in HubSpot or Salesforce that <laughs> assigns it to the right reps. <laughs> yeah. Like HubSpot has auto enrichment now. You don't even need to like, they'll tell you where the company's located and get you the right. Yeah. yeah, so it seems maybe I don't want to use the word lazy, but it maybe a little not thought out enough. Um, yeah, or so they're just not investing focus a lot on this. I mean, it's clearly the number one CTA, and simplifying uh, this to to be just like three questions: first name, last name, email, and maybe phone number. Yeah, and I I don't like the so sales hood, right? So let me show you. Like I like what you do here more actually, which is something I've done a lot, which is your like essentially pitching the watch demo yeah um, so like uh where'd that one go i like your watch demo cta better <laughs> uh, i'm trying to where the hell did it go 
right, let's see. Yeah, I like this way better, man. Mm-hmm. Because now I get inspired, fill out a form. Because the thing is, is like I call it psychological friction, right? Like essentially, you're asking someone to request a demo, but you're giving them nothing in return. You, you haven't given them anything yet. And there's no immediate satisfaction. Like if I'm going to give you my info, I want to get something back right now because I'm in the process of evaluating, hence why I'm on your website. I want them to be able to take that evaluation process to the next step within their control. And you can't, if it's just request a demo, someone will get back to you in two business days. Yeah. Like that's just a crappy experience in 2021, in my opinion. Like we need to be able to do better than that. And if, if you're already in, in the comparison mode, if you go to birdeye.com, <clears throat> um, yeah. right below the, the kind of like above the fold section, you have kind of like the different, uh, oh, they just changed the website. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Scroll down a little bit. Uh, yeah. There was a whole like, there, there are the different like use cases. I so, see. And so, and then, yeah. I'm, and I can be like, I want to be found online. And they're like, cool, here's how you do that. And then you can yeah. dom me at local SEO. And then you still have a, I don't want a demo. Let me really see how the damn thing works. And this is your value prop moment, right? Yeah. And so <clears throat> could could hop in, do something so that I, that I truly understand all the different kinds of events that they are able to to host uh, at an earlier stage right here. And then- uh, Well, you I could, right? Because you could create, this CLS says create virtual events. You could make this a dropdown, like let's say this, mm -hmm. and then they could scroll just like this. And then you could put them on their own path by having them self-identify their use case, right? Yeah. That's kind of clever. I like where your head's at. And then uh, who did it? Um, SurveyMonkey did that, where you can say here, create virtual events, and then you saw that being uh, animated. Um, I don't know if it's still the case, but um, there you go. Uh, so you would have create virtual conferences, create virtual trade shows, and have that piece uh, change as well so that I immediately understand, oh, these are all the cool things that I can do with, with Hopin. A thousand percent. No, I, I think that's helpful. I think you'd also have to survey your persona and ask, does their persona do multiple things with Hopin or they only want it for conferences? And if that's the case, can we maybe get more explicit and really then value proper on conferences, right? And then super common in SaaS, uh, you you have it, we, we have it, BirdEye has it, is and the white space is staring at us uh, uh, right here. It's kind of like the third party uh, validation and social proof. Yeah. Um, yeah. Put put some logos in there of the, your, your biggest customers so that they I hide them right here. Well, it's kind of like hidden in the next section says as seen on TechCrunch and so on. Yeah. So uh, the I, I would put that right above the the main fold right there and yep. And make me feel comfortable. You're working with all these great companies. You hosted all these great events. Um, I'm I'm in the in good hands here. They they are the, the most professional company that I could choose to to host my event. I yeah, that's why I want them to talk about uptime and things like that because I think those are the critical things that build that purchase confidence. Mm -hmm. um, I also think I hate login in the menu. I'm a yeah. I just don't like using it for that. I'd rather see other hiding case studies. I'd rather mm -hmm. have them have customers or case studies right here instead. Okay. That's, yeah. I mean, w both at Saleshood and BirdEye, we we have a lot of people that that just go to the to the homepage in order to be able to log into their own. I mean, into our product. 
So I want to put it on the footer. I agree. I just want to okay. put it on the footer. I don't know. Is there a reason why everybody does it in the menu? I asked a lot. I asked a lot of CMOs, and they just tell me that's what they already had. No one ever has a good answer. No, it. it I mean, at least half the people that come to our website are our own customers. So it is kind of like uh, the the second most important CTA on on the entire website. So it needs to be. Uh, all the way on top and, and so it needs to be that. prevalent can we put it over here then maybe though where it's like yeah you know what i'm saying like oh mm -hmm. yeah i get i get what you're saying though you're like we don't want to i yeah i get don't they mostly save a, doesn't do people not save their login page or something no i mean you you have your your nice bookmarks bar there i i have the 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 same one there with all the things that i access very frequently that's, yeah, yeah. that's what it's there for that's what it's built for uh but i see so many people who are not not using it. <laughs> I love it. Okay, let's talk pricing. We haven't got there yet. So, okay, I love the toggle. I'm always a big yeah. fan of this. Mm -hmm. I think it's huge for increasing your average order value. And I mean, I'm I've been in SaaS for many years. We we have spent so much time optimizing uh, pricing pages. It's it's a science by itself. And yeah. uh, I would say this is a good good example because you kind of like see what to expect. You can good on scroll. It stays with me. Yeah. Oh, it doesn't stay totally with me though. So I want this anchored to the top of the page, not see how it doesn't stay, mm -hmm. but it's yeah. good. That's just like a yes, uh, it's a CSS glitch. Yeah, exactly. All right. So um, trying. I like this, man. I think it's yeah. I mean, we we implemented something similar at at BirdEye as well, and uh, uh, I think it's well done for sure. Is there value prop then? I don't understand the. What triggers the – I don't – this is what I sometimes don't get when how people do pricing. So I get all the same stuff. I get all uh -huh. the same stuff. I get it all – wait a second, not everything. Mm -hmm. So what's there between growth and business? I guess this is where I – I think this is my only gap. If I, like, actually really evaluate it, like, what's the gap between growth and business? Like, if I have more than five seats, do, does that make me? So could you just put five plus seats? Do you see what I'm yeah. saying? Mm -hmm. I think that's probably it. And then if you scroll down further, there, there are probably gaps on uh, on even growth that business has and growth doesn't. Yeah, They have some, but they're not like like this. Like this one goes against me. So you're trying to tell me unless I pay for business, you're not going to make <laughs> My uptime is going to suck. I, this is the real, this is the real, real that the SDRs and AEs are dealing with every day when they fill out the form. They're like, why do people, so many people keep asking me about uptime? It's like, yeah. well, they don't think they're going to get uptime, right? Like that's, that's, that's a pretty terrible, uh, yeah miss there i feel because if i'm already paying for your platform and then like oh it's likely that it's going to go down what do you mean by this oh and you can't do this in 2021 man you're like so i don't have a designated point of contact like that's not even dude even the free software companies give me a dedicated poc you got you know kind of what i'm saying like you're not going to onboard me at all even if i so like i feel like they it's some weird stuff here if that makes sense, on how they chose to break up their pricing. I think they actually run into issues. But overall, as as a pricing page, I uh, I still get a good understanding of, uh, of, of what to expect. Uh, I mean, some SaaS companies don't show any pricing or it's, yeah. The pricing design is beautiful. I'm, mm -hmm. I completely agree. I'm just like, I just know, because this is what my team does. They come to me with this stuff, right? Like I don't buy anymore. Like my team buys and they come to me. And I'm looking at it and I'm like, so are you telling me that this one isn't going to be up? Like, mm -hmm. this, you know, I mean? like this is the way I feel like the purchasing decision works. And that's why I'm like, 
whew, we got a little gap right here that if we, we tighten this up, I bet you it would have a huge impact for them. I know yeah. it sounds silly, but like, what do you think this is on their traffic pages of their whole website? Number top three, top five? Um, I would say top 10. Okay. Um, yeah, maybe top five. Oh, and now they're also... Events and hopping connect without limits. Oh, this is an events platform. It's like an Eventbrite. Yeah, Eventbrite meetup. They're like, this is like their demand gen engine, if that makes sense, it seems like. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. I guess that makes sense. So if you did product-led growth, I would, if I was hopping, I would run like really awesome events for all my verticals and then host them all on my own platform and then sell. So I would do like a vet hosting event I would do event conferences around hosting conferences for all my different industries. And mm -hmm. I bet that could be huge. I could tie my product right into my demand. Does that make sense? Yes. Um, I mean, something that, that you're, you are big on and you, you do a lot of uh, speaking opportunities and thought leadership and, and so on at, at Directive. Um, let's, let's have a quick look at their kind of like content. Um, yeah. So you got case studies, blog. Come on, baby. Where's my categories? Let me filter. So yeah, I think like I want my categories here, if that makes mm -hmm. sense. Um, oh, let's see how we did this because Brian just did a rebrand. Let's see how Brian did. Let me check him out. So you'll be able to go to resource library and then you'll see featured insights and you can explore mm -hmm. the entire library. So I think it's a pretty good example. And then his blog by topic. Yeah. So he has this stuff. Good work, Brian. Um, so nice. you know what I mean? Like this is just an example. Um, yeah, we might want to create categories. What do you think? Yeah. And I'm sure they already exist anyways. Um, because most, uh, yeah, how does EMS work? Exactly. Um, so they would just have to make it, make it more. Oh. Nah, bro. I don't even know if they have case studies. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if they have categories in me. Um, At least not not on the page. Yeah. It's kind of crazy because they're not they're not running in a subfolder layout, and they don't have it as a permalink structure or anything. Interesting. Yeah, I like the format read. I think that's really cool. Mm -hmm. um, I don't love though the uh, this to me is kind of lazy content marketing, and I will use that word because it's like instead of truly understanding our customers, we're just going to talk about ourselves. Um, and it is kind of their blog strategy if you do look. Right, like it's a lot about hopping. Yeah. yeah, and I'd I'd love for them to do more around conference organizers, if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, in the end, um, you you want to provide solutions or answers to pain points of your target audience. And so, if I'm a, a conference or event organizer, then help me create the best, uh, most interactive, uh, most suitable event possible, and focus your content on that. Yeah. I'm glad you had us look here though, Frederick, because this is by far their, their biggest weakness, like how to prepare for a design interview. Like I'm all for having like internal blogs. I think it's kind of cool, mm -hmm. but then put that all under a tag called culture or working at Hopin, and then yeah. keep it there. But I think you got to remember who, who butters the bread, if that makes sense. And exactly. the, the, the decision makers are, are your conference organizers, community Okay. I love community, especially with this play. Let's see if it really is a community because like. Create a topic. Is it more of a help desk? 
no upvotes, no comments last in the last week. I think this is a not the best way to go about community. Mm -hmm. um, I think we've actually launched a successful community. I never thought I'd say that. In the sense that like I was never, I don't, it wasn't really something that was intrinsically a part of our thing. And we were on this Slack group called Society that's been really successful for yeah, us. I saw, I saw that you're uh, kind of like it's sponsored by Society and it's it's your community. I think communities are great, but they're actually yeah. not easy to pull off. Uh, we have a sales enablement community as well. And so, uh, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, to, to actually like really create engagement there and have people interact with one another. Growth Hackers is actually a great uh, community uh, yep. I've been part of for a very long time, growthhackers.com. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's not easy to do, especially for if it's not your your focus of your, of your company. Yeah, ours, we developed our community because I wanted a way to engage with people who might not be ready to pay for us, right? So if you're mm -hmm. a premium vendor, but you're also concerned with trying to take market share, you need a way for people to engage with you, even if they're not ready to buy. And I think the way we used to do it was blogs, but I do frankly think a lot of the blog game is kind of dying mm -hmm. um, because it doesn't create this ongoing conversation and it's not immediate. You can't just reach out to the blog and get an answer to your question like you can with the Slack group, right? So we have like our consultants do free consulting in our Slack group. That's all it is. No, that's it's like a you get a taste. It's like kind of product-led growth in a professional services business. Yeah. And um, you're showing your thought leadership and your expertise. Yeah. Yeah. We just closed uh, Veronis, which is a massive enterprise publicly traded SaaS company. And they were a big part of our community. So I know it works. Yeah. Um, so I think they could probably try something maybe a little different here. Uh, what about this learn thing? Because I also have Institute, right? So I have Directive Institute where... Come to up and learn. Register for upcoming workshops. See, this to me is their good, this is their good content actually, yes. right? Like Absolutely. how to enhance your invent technology. That's the first thing I've seen that speaks to their I audience. I mean, I'm, yeah. that's, that's a lot. And that, yeah, how to that, your event. Yeah. they should put that front and center. I mean, that's This what could go on the homepage if you ask me, right? Like how to, mark, yeah. like you can put your top three and it looks like they're recurring, right? So like they kind of like on the 26th, she's doing one on the 27th. Here, she yeah. or they are the only one. What you know? I don't know who's hosting. I just saw this lady. Um, but I think that's that's great content, to be honest. How to, how to market your online online event? How to host the most successful online event? Absolutely. Yeah. How to? Yeah. This is this is it right here. They, they, they got their content right. I mean, that's that's the key to to any event. I mean, if you if you put so much effort and money into something and then nobody shows up, is uh, Yes. Chicken or the egg, right? Kind of thing. Yeah. True calls from the forest. If you know, I love it. So, in closing, Frederick, you're the CMO of Hoppin. Congratulations. Um, sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> Sales. Um, what are you gonna do? What's the first? What are the kind of big three things you want to do to make an impact? Um. So I think focusing or re-evaluating the content that you already have there and reorganizing it in a way that you provide value to your target decision makers. So obviously defining your, your ICP, who are the people who are actually gonna um, <clears throat> pull the trigger and sign the contract to, to sign uh, for, for a hop-in uh, subscription, um, what value can we provide to them? And 
you you just got there, but it took us what thirty minutes to to actually find it, um, to to yeah. to put that front and center, how to market your event, uh, a little bit more third party validation. Uh, I wasn't aware of of Hopin prior. Um, if you show me that these twenty companies or you hosted these uh, well known events uh, through Hopin. I, I feel much better right away because there are so many young startups out there. Yeah. Um, so third-party validation, putting the, the right content front and center, and then uh, uh, I would simplify um, copy and animations. I mean, I'm happy that, that, that we saw the animations. That's awesome. But I yeah. think it was a little bit overkill. And then, uh, um, yeah, simplifying copy to, to make it easier to digest what they're trying to get across. I love that, Frederick. I mean, I mean, to recommunicate what we said, right? I was like, I think social proof is great, but what if we use the name of the event as social proof, not just the company? I thought mm -hmm. that was a brilliant idea. Content, brilliant in the sense that we do actually have good content. It's just so far gone, you have to find it. I think the big thing, though, that we, like, I, I don't think they've truly done their product marketing right. Like I, I do think there's a gap in their product marketing where they truly understand. I don't think they're speaking to a conference organizer. I mm -hmm. think they're speaking to the conference organizer they wish existed. In other words, I think they want to be the most interactive, collaborative. And what if we took the physical world and we could recreate it digitally? And that's hopping. And then the mm -hmm. conference organizer's like, what if you could give me something that had 100% uptime, old speakers could figure it out, and you increased my attendance? Yeah. And they're like, well, what about connectivity? They're like, yes, I want to be connected to Wi-Fi. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I think they're so utopic that they might be missing some of their most valuable features, if that makes sense. And something that we identified very early on, um, and and you being more uh, in in tune with the kind of like industry of hosting conferences, you saw right away that that it feels like they're they're missing some opportunity there to to speak more directly to the decision maker and addressing their pain points. And uh, yeah, I mean that's easily addressed by by doing proper customer interviews and uh, finding out what they what your buyers cared about. I mean why. Yeah. Win-loss analysis is so critical to understand why did people purchase, why did they decide to to purchase Hopin, um, and then also asking the ones that that maybe chose another solution and why did they? Yeah, yeah. I love that. Well, Frederick, <laughs> this has been amazing. Great insights, great engagement, truly awesome show. Um, thanks for being here. If anybody Thank wants you. to follow along with your journey, how can they do that? Um, uh, I'm on on all social media uh, easily. Uh, findable through my first name, last name, Twitter, uh, LinkedIn, everywhere. Feel free to connect. There they are. And uh, saleshood.com is a sales enablement platform, all-in-one, purpose-built. And uh, yeah, it was really a pleasure to 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 be on the show and and do this. I think it's a great yeah. format. Um, and it's, it's awesome that you're already in, what, season three? Yeah, keep going, man. I like this. Any more compliments? Uh, no, I'm yeah. <laughs> Great. And, uh, Thank you. <laughs> yeah. I actually oh, met, met Garrett in uh, Palo Alto a couple of years ago. Um, and uh, yeah, Directive is, uh, is, is an awesome digital marketing SEO agency and uh, your partner for growth. I love it, man. Clip that, boys. Clip that. All right. Well, thank you so much, Frederick. <laughs> uh, this has been amazing. Thanks so much for being on the show. And that right there is another episode of SaaS Marketing Makeover. Bye, everybody.